Welcome back to Fortifying Your Faith. I'm glad that we can come together again and study God's Word and seek to grow and to seek to uh, build each other up and build ourselves up. And as we come to this time, I uh, pray that each one of us will uh, truly seek to grow and seek to be built up. And as we begin today, I want us to think about prayer. And that's going to be the topic of the day, if you will. And as we think about prayer, I want us to think about the importance of prayer, how to pray, uh, the fact that we should take our prayers and use our prayers as a time that we can lay our request at God's feet, and also the fact that we can look to Jesus to see how we can pray and how we ought to pray. And so, as we enter into this study, I would like for us to begin in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 is the beginning of, or really the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, which was around the beginning of the time that Christ began to teach uh, to the public. And as we enter into this study, I hope that we will take time to read this and read it to its fulfillment and uh, end thereof so that we can understand how we are supposed to grow and how Christ wanted us to pray. Now, the first couple of verses, verses 5 through 8, really gives us the attitude of prayer. And as we study and think about this attitude, I hope that we can learn from it and not fall into these same traps that, as Christ said, uh, many of the hypocrites did. And starting in verse 5, it says, And when thou prayest, thou should not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and, that, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetition as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things you have need of before ye ask him. And so as we begin thinking about prayer, we should understand the proper mindset behind prayer. And as we think about that, I want us to think about uh, verse 5 and verse 6 and pair them together. Christ is saying that the hypocrites will stand there and they will say, uh, Look at me, I'm about to pray, I'm about to uh, enter into uh, letting my request be made known to God. And rather than uh, simply doing it, it is something that they are trying to get praise for doing. It's not the way that they ought to be doing it. And so as we think about why they're praying, they're not praying to grow. They're not praying to ask God of anything, but rather they are praying so that uh, they will be praised by men for praying. The next verse, verse, uh, I believe it's verse 7, uh, rather, verse 6, simply says this, that as 
when you pray, enter into your closet. He's saying go to the complete extreme, the complete other side that the that the hypocrites are at. They're wanting to go out into the streets and to be uh, built up and to be thought of as someone spectacular. Jesus is saying, how about you go to the other extreme? How about you let no one else know that you're praying besides you and God? That way you know that your heart is right with God when you are praying. You see, the mindset and the attitude behind prayer is important. If we're focusing more on getting attention from other people, or if we're focusing more on saying, hey everyone, look at me, then we have the wrong attitude in our prayer. And we ought to uh, evaluate how we are praying and why we're praying. Now, along with that, we come to how to pray. As God has instructed us, uh, we look at Matthew chapter 6, uh, verse 9. So, picking up with the verse uh, with which we left off, verses 9 through 13 is what many people call the model prayer. And as we come to understand the model prayer, we can break it down into sections to see how exactly we're supposed to pray. Because really and truly, we have a guideline and we have a roadmap of how we can pray. And a lot of times we forget about it. But yet, Christ simply says, After this manner, therefore, pray ye. He says, uh, In the same idea, in the same mindset, pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. And so I want us to break down this prayer, and look at it in sections, and, and, and see how we should pray today. Now I want to start out with both the beginning and the end. In verse 9, it says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And in verse 14, uh, rather 15, it says, uh, No, I was, I was wrong on both of those. Verse 13, it says, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And as we think about both of those sections, we come to the conclusion that when we pray, we should both enter into and exit our prayers with praise and glory and honor given to God. You see, after all, He is the one that we're speaking to. He is the one that we are letting our requests be made known unto. And so when we think about praying, first of all, we should enter into it with a thought of reverence towards God. We come to the next verse, verse 10. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. This verse is something that uh, we have to pray something similar to it because we cannot pray exactly that. You see, Christ says, the, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth 
as it is in heaven. But when we begin to study this, we see that the church is the kingdom of God. The kingdom, the church, was established when Christ died. On Acts chapter 2, we see the day of Pentecost when the uh, church was truly established when the church began. And so to pray that thy kingdom come is not accurate. But what we can do today, what we can do after the kingdom has come, is we can pray every day for the growth of the church, for the well-being of the Christians in the church. And as we do that, why not consider today the fact that we can pray about the church and that the will of God will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, Matthew chapter 6, verse 11 says, Give us this day our daily bread. This is a thought that a lot of people overlook while praying and thinking and caring about their daily lives is the fact that many people overlook the small things. A lot of times, and myself included, uh, we forget about the fact that God has provided food for us, the fact that God has given us another day, a day that we were never promised, but we have. So we ought to remember the little things in life, remember the fact that we have food, and our food and water and clothing and well-being has come from God. And then we come to verse 12, one of the more challenging verses, and one of the more challenging things to do. We're supposed to pray similarly to this. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. How difficult is it to realize that we have to be forgiving of others? We can read down to the next section in, uh, in verses 14 and 15 that if we are willing to forgive those who have wronged us, then God will forgive us. But if we are unwilling to forgive, then God is unwilling to forgive us. And so we must be willing to forgive those who have wronged us. And we can pray for guidance. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We may pray that we can have the wisdom to acknowledge and to uh, avoid temptation. And as we consider all of these, and as we look once more at exiting our prayers with praise and glory given to God, we see the vast importance of 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 preaching uh, rather of praying and of praying correctly but I want us to think about something else uh, there are two verses in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 that I would like for us to look at first of all we have verse 17 one of the more uh, prominent verses that a lot of people think and as we think about this let's Truly not just skim over it, but understand it completely. The Apostle Paul, closing this book to the Thessalonians, gives several uh, quick-fire, short-worded uh, 
ideas and commandments to give unto those at Thessalonica. Among those, he simply says, pray without ceasing. Now, that doesn't mean that you should have a prayer that lasts uh, 50 years. But what it does mean is have the proper mindset and the proper idea and the comfortableness of prayer that at any moment we could just stop and pray to God. Having that mindset of prayer is the way that every single person who follows after Christ ought to have. And then we come down to verse 25, and it's a challenge to each one of us as we think about what is being said. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 25, Paul says, Brethren, pray for us. You see, too many times in the world today, and especially in the church today, we have the difficulty of asking for prayers. A lot of times we think, well, maybe they'll think that we're weak if we ask for prayers. Maybe they'll think that uh, we've done something terribly wrong, when really we're just asking for prayers of strength or encouragement or something to help us get through our daily lives. And so I encourage you, don't be afraid of what people might think. Don't say, well, someone's going to think bad of me. Rather, take the time and ask someone for prayers if you need prayers. The Apostle Paul, a, a man who was a great teacher, a great preacher, and someone who was so excited to go and preach the gospel no matter what it caused him, he asked the brethren to pray for him. That's not a sign of weakness, but rather truly a sign of strength and growth in faith in the fact that we know the prayers work. We know that prayer works as a unit. And so we ought to see the fact that there is a need for prayer. And even more so, there is the fact that we can ask for prayers without worrying about what people are going to say. And that goes on another hand. When someone asks for prayers, don't begin sitting there and gossiping and saying, oh, I wonder what they did. And don't simply say, oh, well, you know, I'll pray for you. And then never pray for them. Asking for prayers is not only a challenge uh, for you, but it's also the fact that we have to follow through with praying for those who have asked for prayers. And now the next thought I want us to think about is the fact that when we pray, we ought to be willing to cast our cares upon God. Because there has been multiple times that He has commanded us to do this. Matthew chapter 11 and verses 28 through 30, we find one of the most comforting passages. Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Christ is saying, Come unto me when you have difficulties, when you have a hardship, because Christ is able to pull more weight than we're able to. Christ is able to bear more of a burden. He's able to have more weight on his back than we are. 
and he will help us carry it every step of the way, especially when we are willing to seek out and to follow after him. And so as we consider that, we have to remember that we can take our time to cast our cares upon God. You see, Peter also makes that statement in 1 Peter chapter 5 and in verse uh, 6 and 7. You see, Peter says, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. You see, not only should we be willing to humble ourselves before God, because he will exalt us, but we should humble ourselves before God and cast our cares upon him for one reason, because he cares for us. And we ought to be willing to do that because we care for God and because we understand who God is and what he can do. And so finally, the last thing I would like for us to think about today is found in John chapter 17. We won't read John 17 because of the time that would take, but I would like for us to consider the fact that John chapter 17 shows us a perfect example of how to pray, and especially how to pray when something is difficult and heavy on our minds. And as we do that, we have to say, I'm willing to let lay my burdens down at your feet. John chapter 17 is found right after the Passover feast. Right after Christ has said, one of you will betray me. After Judas has gone out and gone to betray him. Jesus takes Peter, James, and John. He takes them to the garden. And there, he lets them sit under a tree. And he goes a little further and prays. Three times. Such fervent, heartfelt, heavy prayers he prays. And yet, each time, he says, Not my will, but thy will be done. Those are found in different accounts. And in John 17, we find a very, very detailed, very touching prayer that Christ prays for his disciples. And so when we have something heavy on our heart, we should remember this and we ought to take time to turn to God in our prayers. Now, I encourage you throughout this week, throughout, let's just say over the next four days, try and pray more. Try and pray more fervently. Try and pray, uh, just try and pray more. And as we do this, we will see that each one of us will grow. Maybe not the way that we intend, but we might become more comfortable praying. We might be more comfortable asking for prayers. And as we do this, I encourage you, pray. Now, prayer can also be great for uh, what we seek to do in this podcast, and that's build each other up. You see, you don't have to ask for prayers to have someone be praying for you. Now, build someone up through prayer. 
build someone up through uh, praying for them. Now, I also encourage you, tune back in next week as we have at least one more lesson. And we hopefully will have Ren Ferguson joining us so that uh, we can have two people talking about this rather than just listening to one. And I encourage you, keep praying, keep studying, and keep seeking to grow spiritually. Because in doing that, we will be lifted up, we'll be encouraged, and hopefully we will be fortified. And until next time, we'll see you later.